0: So let's talk about this Bond. This is uh Casino Royale 2006. 21st film in the James Bond series, Daniel Craig. What do you what do you make of this movie?
1: It's a good movie.
0: Can you tie a bow tie? No. I've never worn a bow tie. Never can you can you, can you tie it?
1: No. Directed by Martin Campbell, who also did uh Goldeneye.
0: I won't. I won't hold that against him. Did you like Goldeneye? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was a good, good movie. But forget it. Look at this movie. And this is, the, as far as I'm concerned, that this it doesn't no, matter. He did what the else Green he did. Lantern movie? I, I haven't see seen that. that. No. Did you see that? No. I haven't seen that. I did see this movie though. I've seen this movie probably three or four times now. It seems surprising that they didn't let him do the next one. Because it seems like
1: he did everybody. It seems like Casino Royale is universally liked, often loved by many, and it seems like everybody agrees it was a good movie. So why didn't they let him do the next one? I don't understand what happened there.
0: Uh, Um, No, it's a great movie. They're really—I mean, you—you try and criticize it, and uh, there's not there's not that much you can criticize about it's a great it's a great film, great film.
1: It's an so it's a total it's a real reboot, real reboot. It is starting the James Bond saga over again. They still personally. have,
0: they still have, uh, uh, M.
1: Right. Which she's, is interesting. Yeah. But I think they recast everybody else. Uh, well, and you don't really get to see anybody else. Oh no, there's a Felix Leiter. It was, there's uh, a Felix
0: Leiter. Miss Moneypenny does not exist but yet. But apparently she's in the new one.
1: She's in the Bond 23 that they're making oh. now. um,
0: what, I mean, everything is different, though. The, the feeling of, of the movie is very gritty. It feels very modern. Daniel Craig is a very, very different Bond than any Bond that we've seen before.
1: So the whole idea of a reboot, I guess I can't think of anything that it applies to other than superhero movies. Right? That's generally what, what it applies to. It means Star like, Trek.
0: They rebooted that.
1: Yeah, they did do a reboot of Star Trek. All right. That's another good example. That was a good movie.
0: Yeah, I enjoyed it. I, d- I didn't think it was necessary to have an explanation as for why things, oh, things are different because this guy went yeah. back in time. And the yeah. thing- like, I didn't feel it was necessary. I didn't, I actually didn't. Why not didn't- just say that it's, why not just say that it's. This is Star Trek. It's 2011. Right. We have a new Star Trek. Enjoy it.
1: Right, right. I don't need, I like, don't need an explanation. You got too tempted by the fact it. that star- in the Star Trek universe, because you- y- it's science fiction, you open yourself up to the idea of wormholes and time travel. <laughs> yeah. Whereas with James Bond, like imagine if in Casino Royale there'd been like a time warp and and right. Sean Connery is an old you know, you know there's like Sean old Connery old, shows up. Right. And all of a sudden it goes back and <laughs> and and his and his dad instead of like originally, you know, uh bonked his mother at twelve oh three. Right. You know, and instead, uh, bonks are two minutes later, and so instead of Sean Connery being born, it's this guy, and yeah, I, I don't not think. necessary. No, no, it would be terrible. You just say, "Look, <laughs> it's the same guy. It's, it's just we're just going to do it a different way."
0: Right? We've got we've got a different way to tell these stories. Right.
1: Uh, and so, thinking about it in that context, the one thing that really occurred to me, and I'm kind of glad I'm kind of glad we didn't talk about it last week because I thought about this. This is something I thought about. Over the weekend, uh, that the original Bond series, for starting with Doctor No, they didn't. They never did the origin,
0: and that's to its credit. Like I, I, and I tend to hate. Now why didn't they do that? Why didn't know. they start the original Bond with Casino Royale?
1: Well, they didn't have the rights to Casino Royale,
0: so that's why. Right. Okay. But
1: regardless of which one they had the, the they, legal, you're saying the, they could
0: have done an origin story then.
1: Why didn't they start with? With Bond getting his double O credits, you know, I, they just started, the first one started with Bond already being the, the greatest secret agent in the British. That's a great
0: stuff. question. Because I loved, I loved the origin story. They could have made up their own origin, whatever. But I actually, I tend to hate origin stories. Do you now. really?
1: Yeah, I do. I think, and I think most superhero movies would be better if, I think that most of them would be better if they just started where the guy has, uh, is the guy. I think the origin stuff is always a waste.
0: Hmm. And I think
1: the ones that are better are the ones that, that get it over with as quickly as
0: possible. Well, it's, it's interesting that you mention that because especially the, the getting it over quickly as possible thing, because I, uh, I just showed, uh, my boy, he's, uh, he'll be four in December. So he's a little more than three and a half, but I showed him, uh, the Superman movie, the original, the, what I would call the Superman movie, right. at least for us. It's a right, Christopher read. Yeah. And, you know he he enjoyed he very much enjoyed the uh, the opening even even the incredibly protracted long I just so long this uh, this uh, intro scene where their their credits are up they're flying through space right. it keeps sounding like this great John Williams piece sounds like it's ending about eighteen times oh this must be the end right here nope nope it's another it's another version and it just keeps playing and playing and playing finally they're on Krypton. Oh, he loved, he loved Krypton. That's a good one.
1: And, and I think that, I think that the, the origin part of that Superman movie is better than the rest of the
0: movie. It is, it is. But it, it's, it, it, by the time that, uh, that uh, Clark is like saying to his, uh, his mom, oh, I, you know, I gotta go. I look at it. it's more, it's like halfway through the movie. It's halfway through the film before okay. he actually ever, even, even decides to go to the, the North Pole and, and, and make his a uh, fortress. Right, it's like myth making. Yeah. Right, but that works.
1: It doesn't feel like they're teasing you. It just feels like it's. This is the story they have to tell. They're laying the groundwork of it being, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I but it totally works with the James Bond series, and they've always done it whenever they've recast the role. You know. Now, obviously, the first time they recast it, well, let's forget about the Lazenby. But uh, even with Lazenby, he was obviously still playing the same guy in the same continuity. And Lazenby, even in particular, at one point when he. decides like he's going to resign. He opens his desk drawer and it's, it's got all these knickknacks from the Sean Connery movies. Right, And uh, Roger Moore was obviously playing the same guy. And, you know, as we pointed out, he's actually an older, like two or three years older than Sean Connery. Yeah. So, the con- you know, just the age-wise, the continuity works out. But even when they recast to go younger with Dalton and then Brosnan, it, it doesn't add up that, like, a guy Pierce Brosnan's age in 19... 19- Ninety six or ninety five, whenever Goldeneye was made, could have possibly done been in the Secret Service in nineteen sixty two, uh, but that's just sort of brushed over. You yeah. know, again, like a comic book where you know retcon, right? Where where you know it's the, the just never really acknowledged how Bruce Wayne can still be Batman in two thousand eleven yeah. when Bob Kane invented the guy in you know nineteen forty two or something like that. You yeah. just sort of you know it's just a character that's always of prime of prime of adult life now.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so they went, you know, reboot and said origin, you know, here he is. He's not, you know, not a double O yet. Cause you got to kill two guys before you can be a double O. Right. Here he is killing his second guy, black and white.
0: Yeah. Well, love the, the intro. It's Great. Great intro. Gritty, totally different intro. Shooting into the gun barrel. Right, and it's interesting. I was reading this uh, on, online how they were talking about you don't actually hear the what we, what we identify as the James Bond theme until the very very end of, of the movie. Yeah, which is something that I didn't the first time I saw it. I, I you know you notice it because you notice it when you hear it, but you don't notice that you don't hear it. No, until I the did. I noticed it, they and
1: I, I didn't like it. But then it, when you heard it at the end, I was happy. I yeah,
0: was, it's satisfying.
1: And I think that the idea there is... And, I, you know, that's a good question. I wonder if they do it in the second one. I haven't seen that one. Yeah, we'll have to see. Well, it'll be something to keep our ears open for as we watch Quantum of Solace for next week. Yeah. is I, I, I took it as meaning he wasn't really James Bond until the end of this movie. Right. You know, his that's name is James Bond. One. But now...
0: You know, it, it's, it's he's putting all the pieces into place. For example, you already you already mentioned he's got to kill the two people. He's got to later on. We have a scene where he's putting on the tuxedo for the first time and appearing in a in a more because if you think about it in the beginning, you look at what he's wearing. Uh, you know, he's he's wearing t-shirts. He's wearing you know totally different stuff. We're we're very used to seeing Bond in I would describe one of of perhaps two. Uh, uniforms, if you will. The one uniform is the the uniform that is the, uh, you know, business suit or a exceptionally well-styled suit. I shouldn't call it a business suit. You know, very, very excellent styled suit. Uh, well-tailored. Well-tailored, custom-made-to-measure type suit. Or he's wearing some kind of specialized field outfit. You know, perhaps he's skiing, so he's wearing a big, you know, poofy, uh, you know, the Thing he wears to ski, whatever it is, he's wearing something that would be, you know, appropriate for that. But that's really the only two ways that you see him. His he, his casual attire is like a you know a nice uh, three piece suit or something. Whereas whereas in this movie, he's wearing a t shirt, he's wearing a you know a polo, whatever. It's a different thing. So when you see him put on the tuxedo, you're like, okay, you know. And and they actually made a point to, in that scene that right. this was a new thing.
1: He levels up. <laughs> that's right. right. Yeah.
0: Right? I love and that's the, the same
1: thing with the black and white opening where yeah. he's not a double O yet. right? And, and he's more of a blunt instrument. Right. And he's, you know, it's a brutal fight. Like yeah. his fight in the restroom to, I, I don't, you know, whatever. And I, you know, again, this is the sort of thing that I, I think it's, it's, it's origin story handled well. Yeah. Which is, there's not a lot of, they don't worry about the backstory, right? They don't show... There's no no crap where they show him as a kid and growing up as an orphan <laughs> uh and you know how you get to be how how you grow up to be psychologically of the right profile to be right, right, right. you know a double o none of that you just start with him on what is apparently a j- relatively pedestrian mission you know just there's a, a bad guy in the service that you know they need they need taking taking care of there's a right, traitor
0: right
1: uh Obviously, the world's not at stake, or they would have sent a double O. They sent a guy who's maybe working his way towards double O, you know, and who knows why, who who that goon was. He had a fight in the bathroom. But it's just a guy. It's just a goon, um, big guy, and just a brutal fight. He's not fighting 20 guys. Right. It's not, you know, 20 different guys come out, and he has to beat them all up. It's just one awful, brutal fight in a men's room, and, and then he uh, shoots a guy. It's great.
0: Well, then, really? I, then the next the next fight scene was pretty brutal, too.
1: Well, Climbing good credits. Yeah,
0: I think you have to mention that it's
1: good, because it fits with my relative theory that, that better credits and theme songs correlate to better Bond movies.
0: Yeah. You like the theme song? Love the theme song. It's the uh, Chris Cornell, former lead singer of Soundgarden. In, not, instantaneously not, recognizable.
1: Not a lot of male lead singers. No. Have, there's been a couple. Live like and let die. The, and yeah, yeah. And there was... Um, Forget the one Connery movie had a great one.
0: It but was, if you, it's, it, it's perfect. Was it Tom you, Jones? I think Tom Jones did one. Tom Jones? Yeah. For real? Yeah, you're right. He did. That was a long. Gosh, I feel Well, and you know, something else we should mention before the show slips away. This is our 60th episode of the talk show. Uh, Thunderball. Thunderball. 60 episodes, though. Can you believe this? Does it feel like... It does feel like 60. Yeah, it feels like it. But I, lo- I love the intro music. Very, it reflects a different take. It's a different take. Yeah. It's grittier. It's, and it's more good, real. good
1: color animation. Yeah. And the color animation, it's both well done, and it's a very nice contrast with the black and white opening. Because yeah. the black and white opening wasn't just black and white. It was really high contrast.
0: Oh, yeah. You know, very like, great.
1: Uh, like when I used to shoot film, 35 millimeter film, like Tri-X. You ever <laughs> shoot Tri-X? <laughs> no, Tri-X, I have not. Tri-X is this great black and white film, 35 millimeter film was like ISO 400. So you, you know, you could use it indoors. Um, it was cheap too. So a lot of times, like anybody who's older and learned to shoot, like in school, you know, it was often used for student photography because it was, it was cheap film and cheaper to develop than color film, but it had this great high contrast look, like not a lot of yeah. mid tone grays. It was
0: lots of black, lots of white. Yeah.
1: Um, uh, like you couldn't. I don't think you could shoot a whole movie that, that high contrast. I think it would it would wear on. They
0: you. did with the movie Pie. You ever seen the movie Pie? Yeah, I didn't really like that, and that was pretty high contrast. Yeah, 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 about as much as you can take. Yeah. Do you show this movie to your kid? No, I did not. Yeah, I don't know violent. if I would or not. I'm
1: still having watched it all over again. I I don't know. Nail I don't gun, gun think it's into the guy's
0: eye. It's very violent.
1: When did he shoot a nail gun into?
0: Yeah, when the oh, building it, is they, sinking. Yeah, yeah, uh, probably not. I don't know. I was could, there's a couple things I love. Just back to like the first few scenes, I I love gun throwing. That the, the guns out of ammo, I'll throw. I'll throw to you. Oh yeah, It's great. Yeah, yeah. I, I love, love
1: that whole parkour chase. Yeah, was great.
0: I love when they show. I don't know why this is just one of my favorite things in a movie. in in, in the beginning, when they're in, uh, where were they in the beginning of this movie? What Madagascar. The, Madagascar. They're when they're in the jungle, and they show the dude who's got. He's wearing a made-to-measure suit. And he's like totally out of place, but he's like still in the jungle, just like hanging out. Yeah, like there's something cool about that. Something I always yeah. just love about that. Yeah, I don't know why. It just appeals to me. I love that Bond is not perfect in this movie. Uh, I mean, the uh, the the complete total opposite of the Daniel Craig Bond in my mind is the is the Roger Moore Bond, right? Who is just you know. Right. He uh, clearly he's an eighty year old man, but he just very easily just takes out someone who approaches him. Just you know, we've joked about a judo chop, and he's the guy's down. He makes no mistakes. He doesn't really have to do much physical. In this one, you know, Bond right. is 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 a dude like you said in the parkour thing. He's clearly not as good as the dude that he's chasing. The dude he's chasing can jump off anything and land right. on anything. And
1: it's way more graceful.
0: And way more graceful
1: about it. And and, uh, and then he like the one time he, the guy jumps through a little thing, and Bond just runs right through the drywall. Right.
0: It's you know it, he's not perfect. He makes mistakes. It's a great mistakes. chase.
1: It's a great chase scene. I think it. I think it ranks up there as one of the all-time great chases. Yeah, I love it. It's Very really tense. well done. Very really tense. seems
0: believable. Yeah. Still holds up. They didn't resort to gimmicky effects or anything. It's just it's just one guy chasing another guy. You don't even know why he's chasing him, really. But it's and it actually it actually works to establish his character.
1: Yeah. Right. And you know I mean I, this isn't deep. This isn't like it's not the type of acting that's going to win Academy Awards, but. It, you know, the, the chase serves to let you know what kind of James Bond this guy is. Tenacious, yeah. but, you know, and I, I think Emma even uses the phrase blunt instrument. Yeah, she does. Right. Good chase. Um, what, and what he shoots up the embassy.
0: Shoots up the, yeah, this is, the, I have my notes here. Bond destroys a whole embassy. Like he doesn't kill a couple guys, he takes out the whole embassy. The whole embassy is destroyed then when he's done. And that's something that, I mean, you would, you know, clearly that was not the way they wanted it to go down. But, you know, the point of it is, is that he is, uh, he is very much, uh, you, you know, I, I don't want to say making mistakes, but he's not carrying out these, these flawless missions. He's, he's doing stuff in a different way. It's almost like he's almost like a rogue agent in some ways, which I right.
1: liked. Right. And then, you know, followed up by, uh, he breaks into M's apartment
0: yeah hanging out in there she just comes home she just wants to relax after the end of the day and there he yeah. is yeah i like that though what's your tell when you play texas hold'em what, what's your tell i don't know if i do knew, i, knew I, I bleed would, a little if i knew i wouldn't have it do you do a fake tell
1: no never the way i play poker is i i i never almost never bluff and uh I just play very straightforward. I think that, it, that it's. Uh, I think that it's easy to overthink it. Yeah. I think. Th- I think the way to play poker is to play in the most obvious fashion possible. Like if you get a really great starting hand,
0: Do you just you kind of just... like wring your hands and like, <laughs> <laughs> you got a good hand, you got a good, you know, yeah,
1: you get I, really I, excited I about it. Jump up and doing, down. A I think you're almost. Be- I think you're almost <laughs> better off doing that and just like saying to the. You can just say to the guy <laughs> See, I like doing stuff like that at the table and just saying like, you, you know.
0: Just, uh, just kind of bounce around your seat a little bit.
1: Look at his hand. I wish I could show you. Yeah, you'll like see it in a second. Start, but you get two aces to start. Why not just? I, I would almost rather just say, <laughs> "Look, I'm not going to show them to you, but trust me, I've got two aces." So I'm going to use because I think that All your right. instincts serve you wrong. Most people, when they start playing cards, and I used to do this for like when I was, when I first started playing poker, is you get two cards and you think, "Ooh, I've got fantastic cards. I should, I should hide that they're good, and I'll just, I'll just call." Instead of raising, and I'll wait and I'll raise later and I'll, everybody will think I have terrible cards, and I'll raise later. that doesn't work That's a terrible strategy
0: mm. do you have any special way of like flipping your chips around do you have, like a no, little, I don't like, little no, flip? I, I'm not
1: good at that I always it? think that's a bad habit to 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 uh to, flip to generate like the people who know how to do that because as soon as I see somebody do that, I know that they've spent a lot of time playing
0: cards oh, it's like a giveaway right. My, what's your, my least favorite scene in, in the whole in the whole movie though, is the uh, is the poisoning scene, because this gets a little bit. What I love about this movie is really up until that point, there's really no gadgets. There's no, I, I, I the exact I like, device that I needed at that moment was made available to me coincidentally. It's right here, and I, there's this yeah, weird. But it poison. wasn't. He didn't. He didn't he just. What did he have? He took like. What, wasn't a, bad. He Epinephrine had to, and some yeah, kinda, he, had to, he had to hit himself with some Epi, and, and then he had to do a little thing to defibrillator, defib his heart, and Vesper had to show up to help him. I don't know. Like it wasn't. I, I'm not saying that's a criticism. Of all, believe me, that that's the right. worst thing I have to say about this movie. It's a pretty great movie. Great. But I just, I'm, I'm not saying. I, I, I'm not sure they would should have taken it out or done it any differently. But it was just, it was a little, a little tenuous for me. Right. And and,
1: it, and the fact that the, like the H, HQ back in London just by him like inserting one lead into his wrist <laughs> right. had like a full yeah okay we can tell everything that's going on right here's
0: fine. here's how you can save right. your life
1: yeah There's a little I kind of like this scene though. I, I I didn't dislike that the scene I don't like is the whole thing in Miami with the uh, the the airplane <sighs> yeah. terrorism thing yeah. or, or not terrorism but you know sabotage yeah. It, to me, it felt like... It wasn't necessarily bad, but it just felt like a very typical action movie. could have come out of any, yeah. you know...
0: bad. Yeah, it, it was a good scene, though. It was a good thing. I wouldn't take it yeah, out. I, I don't
1: know, though, but the, it but it doesn't... It almost isn't even memorable, mm. you know? Like, it, it. it's not necessarily bad, but it seemed bland. It seemed tossed in to just pad the movie a little. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I can see that.
1: Well, anytime I, you have an airplane... I don't know. There's it's something... It, it just seems like I've been there, done that thing, where... I, you know, like, I don't mind the, the aspect of the story. And I thought the story was pretty cohesive. And I like the way that it, the idea was, look, we're going to sabotage, if we could sabotage this giant new jet, and while we're shorting the company's stock, we're going to make money because the stock is obviously going to go down and, right. and, you know, we'll quick dump it in. That makes sense. Um, but the the whole, the way it was dragged out and there's all of this driving trucks down runways on air, I feel like I've seen it too many times. Yeah. You know it just seems like like these sort of chase scenes on on airport runways like it's just too been there done that.
0: What about that torture scene?
1: No, yeah, we're not there yet. I think we've got a lot more
0: all right Montenegro Walking Vesper you got
1: to, how about this on the way to Montenegro We introduced. Vesper Lynn. yeah and I think she's fantastic great
0: great actress great character right everything perfect again so it, she it, doesn't
1: come into the movie until at least halfway through yeah well into it right and there's you know the introduction is just uh, to me that's the scene that makes the movie honestly I I, I, I feel like it, I, I'll go so far to say you can't even you can't skip that because no, you're right uh
0: I was gonna well I was gonna get to her more when we talked about toward the end and and, and
1: But I just think that that scene on the train is... It's a great scene. And it's everything, you know, to me... Classic Bond, right? It's it's very classic Bond, but it's also new and it's, uh, you know... Here's an email I got from my friend, Nat. He wrote me, this is something... He's a a Bond fan and wrote this in advance of us doing the the thing he wrote. A big, long email, but I'll quote this. Uh, Vesper Lind is the superlative female lead of the series history. Name me another Bond girl who could pull off her opening scene on a train or the hardly less wonderful exchange in the car on the way to the hotel. She's more lovable than Diana Rigg, smoking her than Jane Seymour. I don't know about that. Uh, but she's definitely a very attractive. More independent than Ursula Andress. Um, that's the, the Dr. No one, I think, right? Uh, yeah, Diana Rigg was the Her Majesty's Secret Service. Yeah. Uh, more so trouble... You know, than Sophie Marceau and smarter than Bond. And that's true too. Yeah. That's really, that is, and to me, that's the key. This is why I'm reading it.
0: Yeah, she is smarter. There are a lot of people smarter than Bond in this movie.
1: All right. And here's what he points out. Quantum of Solace may be weak sauce, but no other character has ever controlled the plot of a film in which they don't appear. And that is true is that uh, the whole next movie is still driven by the story from this one. And oh. it's by, from Vesper Lind's actions. And it's true. No, I, I haven't seen it. Right. So it's a well, tremendously. So I, I, you know, I think I can't say it better than him. And that's why I read it. So thank you, Nat for, for the excellent commentary. And I agree completely. Great performance. Uh, and I really, perfect really
0: perfect casting.
1: And I think the thing that, the thing that he said that I didn't really think about was the fact that she's smarter than Bond.
0: Yeah. And it's true. Dame Judi Dench returns as M.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. I wonder. I wonder how much thought they put into you know. A, she's great in the role. I think. I think she was always good
0: in the role. Uh, but you know, B, I think. I think it goes back to what you what you were saying, John, before when you were talking about who's going to come out on stage. You 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 put the person who's going to be the best at it. I I think they were saying, sure, she's been in this sort of different continuity of Bond, but who's going to play a better Am than her right now? Right, right now, right. It's it's right. what you were saying before. Right. Perfect.
1: Um. Uh, Eva it, Green. Eva Green is the actress who played vesperlin, Berlin. Yeah. Can't recall seeing her anywhere else.
0: She was in a uh, controversial movie, uh, which is called The Dreamers. Because she was naked in the whole movie. Hmm. The whole movie naked. So that's, that's where she debuted. Felix Leiter, you know, I don't have any notes about him. What do you well, think of if Ivana I don't even know how to say her. I don't know see the thing how about I
1: think it. I think that Felix is is uh it, he fails our test of could you see that guy at, in a in a Felix lighter movie all by
0: himself. Right, by himself, just a movie on him. Right.
1: And like, I don't really feel like it's I don't really feel like it's the fault of the actor.
0: Oh, well, maybe it is. Maybe he's not cool
1: enough. I don't know. But it's 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 an underwritten part. There's not really much for him to do
0: there. Mads Mickelson. What do you think of Mads? Who's that?
1: That's uh, Le Frey. Le Chiffre. Yeah. Eh, he's good. He's a good Bond villain. I think having the, the bleeding tear duct is a nice little Bondian gimmick. Yeah, just a little something. Of, all right, just a little something, and it's Bondian, it's, it harkens back. And I like, you know, it's the way that they've gone small again. You know, it's just, he just has a very distinctive... Um, disfigurement. It's not that he's got a metal plate in his head and so he can, he's bulletproof, you
0: know. <laughs> right. No superpowered right. villains in this one. Right.
1: It's just a guy, you know, with a tick, you know, a very yeah. distinctive tick, which is always, you know, very, very Ian Fleming, you know, that the bad guys, you know, just got something distinctive. What else you got? Good thing. all the scenes with Vesper Lynd are really good really like good, good says, car. there are dinner jackets and then there are dinner jackets, yeah, cool cars, yeah, although the car he drives when he when he first gets to Nassau and he's driving to uh before he wins the aston martin playing cards he he it looks like he's driving like a ford five hundred and it but it's you know it's like a rental <laughs> it's a nice setup though for the fact that he wins the Aston Martin playing cards. That guy, he really does that guy over. He takes his Aston Martin and yeah. then he screws his wife.
0: Brutal. A brutal, yeah. a brutal blunt inter- instrument. Yeah. Does what he wants. Does what he feels like. Send the
1: barman over, please.
0: <laughs> you know, I, like, I loved the first time is, that I saw this. Everything, you realize that like two thirds of the movie is just one poker game, really. Which is great, but the way they do it is great. Everything that happens around it that becomes a, the, the center point, the focal point. I kind point of, of
1: it. I kind of think that the poker aspect is a little gimmicky. No, I, I don't think it's fire. It. It's not terrible. It's not the worst. It's poker. not like inspired, but right. it was good. Well, but it, to me, it's it's like Bond at its best takes something that's new and hip and cool and then puts it in a movie. Like and parkour is one example, right? Like 2006 was like the peak of people putting parkour videos on mm. YouTube and stuff. And so they said, well, let's put, let's do a chase like that. Let's get like, you know, I, I can only presume that the the guy, the bad guy who he's running after is like a real parkour guy. I didn't look this up. I just, I've always assumed it because some of the stuff, it seems it's just amazing. I mean, there's, whether it's actually the actor or whether they're put a stunt double in a, somebody is doing some amazing stuff, Right. And that's Bond at its best, too, where the special effects are practical, you know, that there really is a guy who like jumped through a little hole in the drywall, you know, did those things, you know, that they're, they're not all done with cut. They're, they're all in one shot. Uh, and I thought that was good. I thought doing poker instead of uh, Baccarat was a little too trendy. You know, it was, mm. it's a, you know, 2003 or four or so is when like poker suddenly became yes. a huge phenomenon and Texas people are Hall. watching it on ESPN and stuff like that. And it's not horrible. I mean, and it is, a, it is in fact a game where, you know, it's better play, you know, it's not pure luck. You know, it's, there's obviously a lot of variance because of luck. You need good cards, but that the better players tend to win. Um, uh, but I think Baccarat is actually more cinematic. I don't know. I, I I don't know that. I don't know that it was a better movie f- by substituting poker and for back rap. Okay. Maybe though. I
0: don't know, I'm i not really a card player. I, it's good. Good for me. Yeah. It was good. Good watching. What else you got? Yeah. No CGI effects. I don't think so. Old fashioned effects.
1: Well, no, there is then. So you've got the Le Chiffre trap, you know, he sets the tap trap for him and, uh, you know, they torture him. And uh, what's that guy? What's the guy's name who comes and saves him? Mr. White? Mr. White, not Mr. Pink. What is the explanation for who Mr. White is and who he represents?
0: In, uh, where did he come from? He is the, well, he was from that uh, terrorist organization
1: whose money Le Chiffre yeah, held and lost in the speculative
0: thing but wasn't it all I, 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 is it because i mean the, like the he was more focused on the quantum's reputation i think the madagascar guy
1: the the black guy who bond kills in the casino yeah uh in a good scene in a really you know i thought it was a really good scene uh uh his, he was dead though so the fact that his money was lost you know that's in Le Chiefer's favor I just presume that it's because Le Chiefer also had money from other guys that this guy represented that that, the, that one gang lord from, from Madagascar wasn't the only guy right is that the idea yeah. this to me is a little unclear um, so he comes in and saves Bond
0: why does he leave Bond alive yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess maybe he wanted... Uh, I think I got
1: it. I think I understand.
0: Okay, tell me. He leaves him alive.
1: And he leaves him alive because he, he has Vesper Lind working for him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so he knows that if he leaves him alive, Bond is the only guy who has the code to unlock the $12 million. Right,
0: and you can just get Vester, Vesper. And get
1: Vesper is going to send it to their account, not the British Secret Services account.
0: Uh-uh. In in the chat room, uh, Palamondo is saying, "Don't skip the sinking Venice building scene where Vesper dies. That was partially computer graphics CGI." Right,
1: no, that's no. exactly what I was thinking yeah. of when you said no CGI. And then, see, and that whole scene though is interesting because to me, there's a sense that the movie feels over when Le Chiffre is killed and Bond is saved, uh, and it's not. No, there's it is not. Other there's scene. a whole yeah, like, and it works in a way, and it but it gives the movie a very unusual pace right and it's you know that the the the, the denomen is you know there's two right well i'll tell it's you like,
0: what i'll tell you what else is is that the the injury and in recovery is symbolic i feel without getting too breaking down the symbolism of the movie ish that is what you could almost say is that is bond's birth or rebirth into the mantle of 007 because it's at that point when he he wakes up, uh, and and he's he's rehabilitating here. This is sort of the final stage in the, in his transformation to be the truly because he says, "Look, I quit. I quit. I'm I'm in love with Vesper. I quit. Uh, you know, uh, I'm I'm gonna settle down." And of course, he doesn't do that, and he's betrayed, and and his whole life, you could say, subsequent to this. It, this is the, sort of the final little bit of humanity that he sort of boxes up and throws away the key because now he really becomes cold and unfeeling. Right. And at the end, you see him in the suit where you really feel, all right, he's now, he is James Bond. Now, you know, he's walking around in the suit. He's killing with without even the slightest bit of feeling anymore. And it's right. fun to him. Now it's fun to him. You know, he was so serious before. And now he's almost got that little bit of humor. Right. Job's done. The bitch is dead. Yeah, that's right. Exactly.
1: uh I'm almost certain that that is how the novel ends, with uh, him saying that.
0: No kidding. It's pretty cool. You read this one, right? Yeah, yeah. It's good, and it, and
1: many people consider it to be the best of his. You know, it's the first one, and many people consider it to be the best because the the books never ever get as cockamamie as the movies, but. It they do get a little bit more action-y, you know, and yeah. that the first one was a little, was a lot more small stuff, you know,
0: yeah.
1: like, like, just like with the movies, like, you know, what does a secret agent do when he first checks into a hotel room and just the things he looks for bugs and right. where he puts his, where he hides his secret stuff and, um, and stuff like that. There, hold on, I'll open it up and, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's it. That's the end of the, the end of the novel. Nice. Uh,
0: so for for next, he calls
1: week. in. He gets on. He gets on a telephone and and calls into London and says, "This is 007 speaking. This is an open line. It's an emergency. Can you hear me? Pass this on at once." Thirty Thirty was a double working for Redland. That's uh, best best Berlin, right? Uh, and it, and the novel doesn't say what he hears on the phone. And then the next line is just him responding in the phone. Yes, damn it. I said was. The bitch is dead now. That's the end of the novel. Hmm. I, thought the, I thought that the building collapsing in Venice was over, oh, it was terrible. Yeah, I could have done uh, that. The movie would have been better without it. Yeah. That she drowned was great. It's a fantastic way for him to watch somebody he loves die. And loves and was betrayed for it. It's yeah. totally cinematic. Uh, the building collapsing was ridiculous, though. A total waste of money they spend they must have spent a ton of money on that and and
0: maybe they should have just collapsed a real building I hear they just in Venice they just walk down the or doesn't make down any the street sense. I mean, well know, doesn't make out.
1: any it just is, it just you know it, 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 buildings don't collapse like that you know, It'd be, you know it's just hard. It did, and it just didn't add anything you know it just it adds this other spectacle this this massive physical spectacle of right. a building sinking into the ground that just dist- only distracts from the personal devastation that he's just experienced that he's been betrayed by a woman he loves and watches her die right that's where the focus should be like the building collapsing only serves to distract from that you put stuff like that in movies where there isn't anything personal to think about
0: all right so for next week these people should watch this uh quantum of solace it would have been but, great it would, if I had watched, if I had been smart enough to watch this movie last time, we could have ended all of the Bond, the whole Bond series with episode number 60 today. Yeah, but what's, there's no... Eh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, what's the difference? But next it's, week, next week is the last Bond movie until they make a new one.
1: Right. What about the way it ends? I think the way it ends is, is just perfect. Great ending. Right? So it's not just that it ends with the theme music. It ends with him saying the name is Bond, James Bond, which he didn't say. It never anything. said. Uh, and it's like you said, yeah, that there's, you know, that it's, it's only after he's betrayed by her that he gets even colder. Yeah. Right now he's
0: like any, any, like he was, he was on the fence about it. And then he said, oh, right. you know what? I, I, I can love, I can love too. I, right. too, I too can love, he would say. And then no not James anymore
1: Bond, James Bond and then you get the theme song yeah right and then it pairs well even with the line earlier in the movie where he orders the vodka martini and the bartender says shaken or stirred and he says do I look like I
0: give a damn right right because he's not no he's not formed yet he's still he's right. like a coming right. out of his chrysalis
1: right and he when he says that he means it because he's perturbed right he just wants a stiff drink and he doesn't he doesn't care but he's lost his cool right yeah right yeah whereas henceforth, <laughs> he's never going to lose his cool. That's like, last if you're going to have a martini, you're going to have it made right.
0: Right.
1: And if you're going to order a vodka martini, you absolutely want it shaken, not stirred. There you go. It's actually true.
0: I'll take your word for
1: it. Yeah, i say it's a great movie.
0: So since, since we know... that next- like a, or
1: you like got to do the quantum. So it seems it. like
0: a shame quantum sauce next week and, and that actually works perfectly because we can spend a bunch of time on it because a week after that will be Wednesday it'll be the day after the supposed announcement of the new phone we'll yeah if that of,
1: happens we'll have to do the show a lot. Day. Well day
0: why? because the announcement so, will be Tuesday I'll be on an airplane oh, oh you're, going, you're going to get the call right well
1: I, I, I'm only guessing but I have not gotten a call but I, my, my guess would be that I'd, I'd be on an airplane heading east heading east right from
0: California oh you'll be heading back you mean right if the event is on Tuesday I'd fly out we'll do the show we'll do the show on the plane all right Skype out can you imagine how
1: annoying that would be to sit next to a guy (laughs) recording a podcast over the US air Wi-Fi that'd be great
0: yeah so we'll have to we'll have to push it we'll have to try doing it on uh, when you know Thursday or Friday or whatever we'll make it work we'll do something
1: we'll see guys I've never seen anybody try it. I can only assume the latency's <laughs> bad, but I, 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 that would be the worst ever. Can you imagine somebody getting on a Skype call on an airplane?
0: I think it'd be. I think it'd be great. I think we got to do it. All right, John. Have a, have a good week, and you got to let me know. You got to let me know if you're heading out there. Right. All right. Well,
1: I mean, you know, next week presumably. Well,
0: have yeah. a good week.
1: All right. All right.